of her ears, which poked through her hair like an elf's, were bright pink. The tip of her nose matched. Daisy looked up and smiled at Jessie through lips blue with cold. Then she went back to sketching a flower that was poking out of the snow. Her pencil was sticking out of the sleeve of her sweatshirt, which she had pulled over her hand to keep it warm. A wildflower handbook was open, its pages weighted down at the edges with small stones. Her eyes went from flower to sketch to handbook and back again. What rocks were for her father, flowers were for Daisy. She liked to say, Not knowing names of the flowers is like not knowing the names of your own brothers and sisters. What kind is it? Jessie asked. I'm pretty sure it's Prunella vulgaris, she said. It's totally magical. Its folk name is self-heal. Cool, he said. What does it heal? The Indians used to put it on boils, she said. Boils? Gross, he said. Daisy carefully picked the wildflower and laid it between the pages of her notebook, right next to her sketch. She printed the name in neat block letters beneath the sketch and then turned the page. At home, she would transfer the specimen to her wildflower press and, when it was dried, she would frame it. She had over twenty varieties of wildflowers already framed her contribution to their Museum of Magic. The two cousins' way of keeping in touch over the years had been by reading the same books of fantasy. They were convinced that sooner or later they would have a magical adventure of their own. While they waited, they saw magic in everything around them, in flowers and seashells, in birds and animals, even in old bottles and doorknobs. Daisy gave Jessie a sidelong look. You okay? she asked. She knew about his fear of heights. On the hike up the mountain, she had stopped practically every tenth step to ask him the same question. Jessie nodded and held up the rock to show her that he was keeping busy, but Daisy had already moved on to the next wildflower. Jessie closed his eyes and thought about the email message he would write to his parents when he got back to the house. Dear Mom and Dad, I finally got to High Peak. It is pretty high for an old volcano, but it is frozen stiff now. The snow looks sort of like whipped cream. Jessie stopped cold. Let me out! Jessie's eyes snapped open. The voice sounded close and far away at the same time, like the music leaking out of somebody else's earphones. Jessie looked around. Daisy and Uncle Joe were the only other people on the mountaintop. Uncle Joe was bending over, tapping a boulder with a small pickaxe. Daisy was flipping back and forth through her handbook. Then Jessie saw a man standing not far away. The man was poking around with a stick, the tail of his long black coat trailing in the snow. He was a bit strange-looking, but he clearly wasn't calling to Jessie. Jessie! There it was again. Jessie! Let me out! Jessie looked down. 
Either he was going crazy, or the voice was coming from the rock in his hand. He held it up to his ear. Let me up, said the rock. Or was the voice coming from something inside the rock? Jesse held the rock at arm's length and stared at it. Uncle Joe liked to say, If you see a rock that talks to you, pick it up and bring it home. Jesse had always been pretty sure that Uncle Joe did not mean this for real. But now he wondered. The rock looked ordinary. It was round and nubby, the color of oatmeal with blackberry bits in it, including the green leafy part. It was warm from the sun and fit his hand like a softball. Jesse! Tiger! said the rock. Huh? What did you say? he whispered to the rock. Almost nothing.